Hello and welcome to Terrifying Robot Dog. I'm Jonathan Stark. I'm Kelly Shaver. And we're here to talk about how technology is changing the way we interact with the world. This week, gifts for nerds. Please stay tuned. Terrifying Robot Dog is next. That's a good way to frame it. Yeah, I think so. I just went with it. Because guess yeah. what? All the gadgets are lame. <laughs> I have one gadget on my list. Yeah. And I, one other quasi-gadget. I have one. It's probably the same one that you have. Uh, so. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, I was going, I was like, well, I'm probably just out of the loop now. And I'm just like, you know, got kids and thinking about karate all the time. So I'm not just not paying attention to gadgets. Like, but then no, you know, did a little research before the show. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, this new laptop announced ahead of CES. It's an ounce lighter than the previous version. It's like, oh. And a millimeter thinner. You go through the whole, the, like pages and pages of stuff that's like, yawn. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I was talking to Rich. I was like, okay, what kind of gadgetry, what kind of cool gadgets have we bought this year? He thinks about it for me. It's like, um, um, yeah. We bought board games. Nothing. Right. I, <laughs> books. Yeah. I've gone back to physical books too. Yeah. Yeah. Board games. Uh, I mean, the kids are like, like digitally, the kids are, all they care about is like, uh, Minecraft resource packs, stuff inside of Roblox, in game, in game purchases inside of Roblox. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, like Tokoboka apps and like coloring stuff. And, uh, I, I mean, a lot of this, I feel like, so much stuff like from a digital standpoint the the platforms there's like a huge wave that we rode for the last like 10 or 11 years of like the smartphone smartphone becoming the computing platform of planet earth Mm -hmm. and all these new like fun things cropped up because uh, all, all sorts of digital marketplace stuff happened because now everybody's got a supercomputer in their pocket and you know not everybody but you know a ton ton billions of people yeah and and then there was a wave of interest like sort of hmm, interesting gadgets which were direct outcropping of the supply chain that was created for smartphones so you get all these like sensors and actuators and radios and all of these like low power chips smart home devices that turn out to be not nearly as useless as we don't or useful as we don't hope they'd be (laughs) right yeah and so everybody's sort of assembling these things in different ways for different use cases or non, non-existent use cases. And it was sort of, ex- I mean, it went through a phase where there was some stuff I was excited about, but all of the stuff that stuck has been integrated into my life for so long that it doesn't, it's not even novel. Yeah. It's like she who must not be named paired with my hue light bulbs. Yeah. That's like the best thing that's ever. Just, that's just the way life is now. <laughs> right. It's not like, it's like not interesting to talk about. And like, yeah, like my Nest Cam and the Nest thermostat's okay, but I, I mean, maybe twice a year I actually interact with it on my phone. And mm-hmm. um, it, I mean, I actually was thinking, I'm like, did we do any anything gadget wise for like holiday decorations? Like, how pathetic <laughs> is that? Yeah, it's like I bought a smart plug last year that I'm not using this year. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's not outside of outside yeah. of like hue bulbs and smart sockets that you can basically talk into the room to turn stuff on and off like like did did the whole concept of like smart gadgets and all that stuff jump the shark when the juicero news broke or something like everyone was just like never mind let's go back to books (laughs) yeah like i mean i i had even thought about at one point getting a nest thermostat Mm -hmm. because we're adjusting the thermostat in our house constantly yeah. But the reason we're adjusting it constantly is because it's broken. So I could replace it with any thermostat that works <laughs> and we would never have to touch it. <laughs> uh, yeah. I could go get a $20 Honeywell, Honeywell thermostat. Right. Yeah. And, and not a $300 Nest thermostat. And it would, would solve the same problem because then it would work and we wouldn't have to touch it. Uh, but chamfered edges. Mm, yes. Okay. Gotta load that bezel. <laughs> or the lack of bezel. Yeah. Oh, and it's and then here's another thing that's been a big shift for me over over the course of this podcast is now I'm super into mechanical watches, and mm. the and when I look at my drawer full of the sort of the sort of museum of abandoned smartwatches, and mm-hmm. I look at them now now that I can appreciate like a Swiss watch, it's like comical. I mean, yeah. now I see what everybody was was laughing about before I was a watch guy. Not that I'm a watch guy now, but 
But when you look at it, you're like, yeah, I can see why the Apple Watch is really the only one. And and still, it doesn't hold a candle to like, I don't know. Yeah. Like a GMT2 from Rolex or something, like whatever. It doesn't matter. You right. just like look at it, you're like, oh, please. And, you know, so whatever. It's, uh, again, I'm not, not really rolling back past comments, but it, there is a, a much bigger, you know, I don't know. I'm just, is it, I, I don't think it's me. So I, I started. No, I don't think so. Yeah. When we started getting ready for this episode, I was like, maybe it's me. But then I looked around and like, nope, it's not just me. There's no, there's nothing. Yeah, there's not. And I know you and I were, were sort of ranting last week about the state of, of kids toys. And I was talking mm-hmm. to some people about that and like, no, it's not just us. Yeah. Nobody, I think, I think we're seeing a trend in like it kids want digital stuff they want movies mm-hmm. they want games you know digital games maybe board games card games puzzles physical puzzles have been pretty big for us this year but the stuff that's in the stores that would have would classify as toys is just like like happy meal prizes it's garbage and it's, I, it's probably yeah. because people just i mean maybe the market's just not there for plastic toys is that possible i don't know i mean like it's it's all it all reminds me of like the the stuff you see like the surprise bag unboxing videos on YouTube and stuff. it's all that kind of right. junk. Mm-hmm. Like is I so I don't know like is that influencing the toy market or is it the other way around or mm. I don't know it just seems like it, I can't, it's it's like it's a disposable entertainment. Yeah, and man, is it is it a short sugar high? It's like mm-hmm. you're like, oh, what's gonna be in this blind bag? Oh, another Ron Ugh. garbage. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like it's like scratch tickets, basically. Right. Yeah, it is. It is. It's, it's lottery tickets for kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, so it can't uh, be healthy. No, no. I mean, on part of me is thinking like, well, it is kind of like it's just an extreme of what it already was because I mean, how how many? It's like uh, yeah, I was like, well, it's maybe it's like going and buying a pack of baseball cards, right? Like we used to do, and and hoping you get like the good one. Yeah, can't even think of any good baseball players back when I was a kid. Now, Babe Ruth. There you. Well, I wasn't. Yeah, when I was a kid. I don't even know when. I don't know. Might not have been me either. No, no, (laughs) I wasn't a baseball cards guy. But st- but I'm like, well, is this just the natural endpoint? Is this the logical endpoint? Are we seeing the end of big toy? <laughs> you know, I mean, it was always all garbage. Yeah, I mean, the good stuff's still out there. The the Lego is still out there. The the science kits and all of that. But it seems like you have to like dig deeper to to find them and get them. And they're not the one, the super popular ones. And they're not the ones pouring millions of dollars into advertising. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah. Lego is still huge. Lego will probably always be huge, but yes, one would hope. But anyway, so yeah. <laughs> and when anyway. it comes to electronics, I mean, it's like it's not it's a wasteland. Oh, the, oh, more mega oh, get this year more megapixels in your camera. Okay, that's fine. I mean, it's just not. I mean, fine. Like incremental improvements yeah. are where I suppose quality of life eventually goes up. You know, because people are making incremental incremental improvements, but. It just seems so boring after coming after such a huge tidal wave of, of novel uh, products. You know, the novel vast things, majority. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Although I will say, my my favorite tech purchase this year was just getting a finally breaking down and getting a really nice digital camera. Oh, interesting. That's really interesting. But Kelly, you have a digital camera in your pocket. I know, but it also does a bunch of other things. Like and what? It's, oh. Well, Presumably phone calls, though. Who uses it for that? <laughs> oh, no, I meant the actual the camera camera. Oh, the actual camera camera? Yeah. Does it make juice? Does it, like, you broke down and bought, like, what kind of camera was it? Oh, oh, I broke, I bought a Canon A7 uh, mirrorless. Nice. It's, I mean, yeah. it's digital, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I, I like it quite a bit. And, but I mean, you know, it's a $700 camera. Hmm. <laughs> It it's, I mean, yeah, like, like it's just a better camera. It's, I mean, I'm sure it has new technologies, but like you said, it's, it's, it's okay. It's a, it's a better version of something you already have. Right. It's not like some neat, cool new gadget. It's like, I, I could recommend, I could recommend some upgrades to gadgets you already have <laughs> for Christmas. <laughs> I can't yeah. recommend any cool new ones. <laughs> yep. And I suppose the other trend that's happening is like in gadget land, 
is that the, I think we talked about this, like how the, we're in this phase where the tech, tech people who would previously have been making gadgets are now releasing things into the, into like meat space and changing, trying to change the social fabric or the way transportation works or something. Mm-hmm. But it's, they're not trying to sell you like a bird scooter, for example. They want you to rent one with your phone. Right. Or, and by the way, it was jump bikes that I was trying to think of last time we were talking. Um, but, you know, they're not trying to sell it to you, but they're trying to make it available to you. So maybe part of the gadget trend coming out of Silicon Valley and, and similar places is like, well, More we don't want to sell you related. anything anyway. Yeah. We want to, I mean, we want to sell you a service, not a product. Mm-hmm. To like lamp as a service, <laughs> yeah. Which I can, I, I can sort of, I can see the appeal to that for for the as a business model. Mm. Yeah, and, and I can, certain trends seem to be going that way. It's kind of like it's kind of in keeping with the gig economy concept. It's like we don't want employees; we just want to hire people, you know, for one-off mm-hmm. tasks or just when we need them or whatever. So you know, the the end of big ownership, the end of consumerism. <laughs> but it, we do have a few things exactly we do have a few so we should probably uh i don't know how many things we have i have i have let's see i have two definitely and i have one that i think you're also going to say okay and I that's have, really it i have four total when one of them is like stocking stuff for level not exciting at all but just useful okay wait you said four yeah okay so let's go with six so okay. number six <laughs> and you go first because you have more. I uh, go first because I have more. Uh, okay, this is not at all a gadget. It is, however, a board game, cool. which is one of my favorite things. And it's a it was a new game that came out this year. It's called Reef by Next Move Games, but I believe the U.S. distributor is Plan B Games. Sells for forty dollars, and it's it's a simple sort of lightweight family game that would be good to play with kids or people who aren't super into board gaming. Or if you're just wanting something casual and fun. And uh, I picked it up this summer, and we love it. What's and the premise? Essentially what, hmm? What's the premise? The, yeah, the, the premise is it's uh, up to four players, and you all have this little board in front of you, which represents your coral reef. And you are drawing cards from the center of the table and building up your reef with these colored, um, like, big, chunky plastic Bakelite pieces. that building up your reef and scoring points based on the different patterns that you build. Hmm. That sounds really cool for kids, especially. Yeah. Is it like, yeah, it is. Ah, cool. Is it something like a five-year-old could play or is it more complicated than that? Um, there are parts of it that get a little more complicated that might be a little much for a five-year-old. But I think if you, you know, I think, I think if you were, um, I guess sort of hands-on with helping the five-year-old then a, then a five-year-old could do it. Yeah. Hmm. What if it's my brilliant five-year-old? If, you're, if it's your brilliant five-year-old? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she, she could do it, and if she loses, she could just like karate chop it and, and be done. Yeah, she she did breaking class last night and broke I saw two that. boards. With yes, one she shot. did. <laughs> um, cool. I, I yeah, we so here's the thing with us. Mm-hmm. We we like to think we're a board gaming family, and we have a cabinet <laughs> full of them, mm-hmm. but we hardly Amateur. ever pull them out. And when we do, it's to play with the pieces usually and make up some <laughs> other game. Um, Interesting. We do, yeah. we're, we're like puzzle family for sure. And to a certain extent cards, but especially like concentration type games and it's mm-hmm. still, still the more, we're, we're in the more straightforward card game level with the, with the kids. Well, this but, has kind of a puzzly feel to it. So yeah. It may, it may actually. Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. It sounds like a fit. Yeah, and it's, and it's, it's really, it's a really pretty game. That's a bonus. Cool. I'll check it out on the list you can uh, we'll, we will have links to all of these things in the show notes i'm sure yes 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 uh cool should we, is there more on that one or should we move on uh no i guess that's i guess that's 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 it on that one <laughs> all right number five i guess this will be me and i'll go with a book and and as i said earlier i've really gotten back into physical books because <laughs> they don't beep at me and i can really <laughs> Uh, and also my eyes are just stink. Like my, my reading distance is mm-hmm. just terrible. And uh, in spite of the fact that you can change things like text size on the phone, it just, I just don't, I don't dig it. Uh, so I've been going with physical books lately, which is a huge shift, but I do like it. 
That's interesting because I have a Kindle because my eyesight is worse than yours. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. I, and that I almost put this you on the list. You haven't hit the tipping point yet. Right. I almost put mm-hmm. this on, on the list, but I didn't. But I'll mention it since you brought it up. Is there's like a deal right now on Amazon for like uh, Kindle Paperwhite plus wireless headphones. And there's Audible support on the Kindle now. Mm-hmm. Not, not the Fire, but like the Paperwhite. So that's pretty tempting. I might actually put that on my my birthday's coming up also. I'm a Christmas baby, so um, I might actually put that on my list for for birthday. But uh, I don't have it. I don't know. I assume it's good. I think you've you've said that you like it, but this one's new. Yeah, I have the Voyage. Um, the the new paper white is also waterproof, I believe. Mm, that'd that'd be good for my long tub sessions. Yeah, yeah, I have to put mine in a baggie whenever I want to do that. Uh, I can't stand being in water, so that's like a private joke to my family (laughs) if they're listening. Yes, I'm definitely part cat. Yeah, water water no longer likes my skin, so. Oh, really? It just jumps right out of the tub when you try and get in? Well, no, I just like turn red and itchy. Oh, that's a drag. Um, (laughs) Anywho... <laughs> Anywho, you like books. <laughs> yes. So lately I've been back into physical books, and this particular one is called How to Invent Everything by Ryan North. And this is what I really love about this book is that it could have been a lot more straightforward, like a cookbook for all things. But he, he, he based the whole book on this premise that you're from the future and you've traveled back in time, and the time machine breaks and you're stranded. Mm. And if you have this book with you, depending on how far back you go, you can take credit for inventing everything. <laughs> so, and I, I just love like the, the book is great in many, for many ways, in many ways, it's got this kind of wry, almost um, like hitchhiker's guide humor to it. I just started to say British humor. Yeah. I don't know if the guy's British or not, but it, it has that sort of Douglas Adams feel to it. And and it's, but it's, it also feels practical. It feels like you're learning stuff while you're being entertained and it's, it's just shocking. And it just makes you, it makes you, as you, as I look around, having read the book, as I look around, I'm just like, wow, do I take a lot of stuff for granted? <laughs> you know, even, and it's wild too, because if the, if the premise was more post-apocalyptic, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, it's post post Skynet, we win, but now we need to rebuild from scratch. Rebuild, yeah. Even having the garbage would send us way, it'd just be a huge head start to have garbage like, like copper oh, yeah, it wire. Would. It would. Yeah. So if you, you know, he's like, if you go back before, I can't remember the, the distance exactly, but it's like, if you go back before like humans exist, you're kind of, you're in trouble. But if you land like yeah, maybe 80,000 years ago, you know, or whatever, he has like a, a particular, um, particular ranges. So if you go back 20,000 years, you know, you'll have a few things going for you. But if you go back to like the limits of the limits of basically a current species, he's got like these first five things that you have to invent to, to, to like progress, um, and and they're like you know rest the human race mm, like to get even to get started like you can't even get started unless you have spoken language written language what he the calls the giant black monolith you gotta have that to distract the chimps mm-hmm. uh, but he, he's like first you have to invent spoken language here's how to do it <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he actually explains it <laughs> and uh, how to invent written language how to invent what he calls non-sucky numbers. So, you know, like one, two, more than two, that's kind of sucky. You need negative numbers. You need zero. Uh, you need, here's how you invent math. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, then the scientific method itself and then calorie surplus. Okay. So, which just lumps together a whole bunch of things that, that he, he, uh, breaks out individually. Like helps with brain development. Yeah. There's all sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. like it creates leisure time, basically, or for certain people. You know, for some people, mm-hmm. there's leisure time. Therefore, they can work on these other things. Uh, if everybody's just like out hunting and like picking, you know, picking leaves and stuff all day long, then it's like uh, you don't have a lot of time to like invent charcoal. But right. uh, but his neck after those five sort of super basic foundational inventions, which I've never thought of spoken language as an invention before, but it is a construct yeah, it is, of the human yeah. mind. Yeah. Uh, kiln, 
Kiln is like, if he's got this awesome flow chart in the book of the sort of uh, dependency tree of inventions. And so, you know, lots of things can be invented in parallel, but a bunch of things can't be. Like a bunch of things require hotter than campfire heat. Uh, tons of stuff. Yeah. And it, like, yeah, if you, like if, metal. <laughs> yeah. Tons of all, all the important metals. Like, the, like the, there are entire ages named after a single metal mm-hmm. because that invention is like so huge and transformative. Um, but it's just what, and so here's the other fun thing about the book and this isn't really spelling anything. I don't think, but periodically he'll say, he'll, he'll, um, talk about how like certain cultures will have invented a thing and then the culture disappears and it, and it has to get reinvented like thousands, tens of thousands of years later, refigured yeah. out, refigured out. Like we knew how to do this. But or, then we lost it. But then somebody, everybody forgot. It's like, it, it's like very, to me, it's, I take it as like very instructive for like now, like, like, okay, if we forget how to make a computer mouse, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like what, what do we have now that we're going to one day forget? Right. Yeah. Cause yeah, I just, I always imagine like, it's easy to, to be like, Oh, we're smart now. We won't forget now. And, uh, and it's like, no, we're never smart. We're always like, <laughs> we're always going to make the same yeah. dumb mistakes over again. It'll just be on a different yeah. scale. And yeah, it's like, what are the things we'll forget that exist now? And uh, probably setting up your own email server is one of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, what are we going to do when we forget how to make pop sockets? <laughs> yeah, right. We're blind bags. Or are we all going to hold our phones? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's way too hard. <laughs> Uh, but it's it's just utterly fascinating, and you can completely jump around. Um, he's got it or structured in a way that it's it sort of it, you can be you can read it kind of cookbook style, mm-hmm. and he he you can read it front to back. But I jumped around and eventually read the whole thing by jumping around. But oh man, is it fun! It's a great gift. It's super fun. Uh, if, that does if, sound great. If you're related to me, you will probably be receiving this book uh, for <laughs> Christmas. But yeah, it's really good. Highly recommended. It sounds very interesting. Mm-hmm. And entertaining. Yes. All right. Where are we? Ah. We are near number four. Number four. I, my Casey Kasem is really suffering. Yeah, I, your, I your Casey Kasem is going downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, number four. Uh, this is probably our crossover. Mm. Yeah. Is, is, was were you thinking the rocket book? No. No. Oh no! Now I'm gonna actually oh, do well, a now, new one. Now, <laughs> yeah. now we do have we we don't have a crossover apparently. No. Um. Yeah. I'm I'm putting the Rocket Book, which we have talked about previously, on my recommendations list. Interesting. Now, what do you what what is your as a gift or is it mm-hmm. just like something? Okay. So, who do you think is the best? Is this like good for like students? What, I was gonna ask. That. That's exactly what I thought you were gonna say. Yep. Students, if you know a student, this is a great gift for for taking notes in class and, and organizing your class notes. And, and Kira uses it all the time for that. And she just she just takes her notes, takes the picture with the phone, and everything is organized in PDF files in her Google Drive by subject and date. And they're there for her to review. And you, that, that's just that's just it. It's it's the organization, a level of organization, and simplicity that it brings. And she doesn't have to carry around a huge binder and and all of that. So. Yep. And when she gets home, she can print them all out. <laughs> well, you, but why would you? But right, yes, right, you can. Right. There have been times where she was taking notes in class and, and then the teacher was like, okay, turn these in and I'll give you extra credit if you took good notes. She says, um, I'm going to send them to you via email. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I, the organization and the organizational capabilities are very interesting. Very cool. I love the the way that it the way that it sort of perfectly captures the mm-hmm. the page it's much more sophisticated than just a straight picture and uh yes um and you can use you guys use google drive but you can connect to a lot of different things yeah you can if you're not a google fan oh and that's cool connected to evernote and office 360 and various other things yeah yeah it's very cool i i got one on your recommendation i couldn't i couldn't break the fountain pen habit though so yeah i, st- I stuck with my old system because i'm old and I don't change my ways, but I, I, that's why, and that's probably why I was thinking students because they have to take tons of notes mm-hmm. and they're not going to be addicted to a $125 fountain pen. So <laughs> that fountain pen is hard to, that fountain pen is hard to get away from. Yeah. So cool.
cool. That's a good one, actually. I wouldn't have thought of that, but that is a good gift. Mm, yeah, nice. and it is thirty-nine or sorry, twenty-nine dollars. And it works, and that's the one that works with any. What's the name of the ink? Uh the Pilot Friction Pens. Friction Pens, yeah, with an X. Yeah, and it come and it comes with one, and you can buy others that are of slightly better quality than than the one that it comes with. Yeah, it's cool. Feel more, feel more substantial. So, it's yeah. cool. All right. Number three. Number three. So I'm going to another, another physical book. And it's another one that I think has stuck in my mind so hard because it, it uh, has affected my thinking. It, it changes the way I look at stuff as I go around. Same with How to Invent Everything. It, it changes the way I look at things. I'm like, wow, it's amazing that this, like, whatever you know, this thing exists or that I can even have a fire in my fireplace, like stuff like that. So this, this other book uh, is called Stuff Matters by Mark, and I don't know how to say this, but it's M-I-O-D-O-W-N-I-C, like Meodownik or Myodnik or something. So apologies, Mark, but uh, you wrote a great book and it's, it, each chapter, well, it starts off like this. It starts off with a picture of him on his like roof of his building. It's like a garden sort of thing in, mm-hmm. uh, I guess it's in London. Where's the shard? I think that's in London. I think so. And you know, there's a photo and he, and in the photo are a bunch of different materials. I think there are 10 that he then does a chapter on each material and how it revolutionized the, 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 the time, like how revolutionary it was at the time when it was, was, uh, introduced. And there's obvious stuff like plastic and glass and and uh, concrete, for example. But he also talks about porcelain and stainless steel and chocolate and f- and this foam, this aerogel, it's called. Uh, but like the rubber in your sneakers, like stuff that you deal with every day without thinking about it whatsoever. Yeah, I know the quality of my life would not be nearly as good without chocolate. Sure, right. But but here's the thing: he changed the way I eat chocolate. Like reading this book changed the way I eat chocolate. Oh, that's interesting. Right. Tell me more. Well, I might want, I kind of want to leave it as a teaser, but it, it, it changed, it it changed your chocolate eating experience. hundred percent. I didn't even like chocolate before. I'm not a big chocolate fan. I did not even like it before. And he was, so, so the, the preview or the fortune, I guess the, the teaser is that, uh, chocolate is, was an, is like a, um, somebody was like, how to create a hot chocolate experience that you can carry with you without spilling it. Mm. And if you, if you use a heart, you know, a chocolate bar and you think of it as a liquid. And in fact, that's a, that is a big part of his big part of his thing is like the solids that we currently interact with are like a lot more liquid than we think. Like glass. Uh, and steel. And you know, like it can mm, be a, yeah. it can be a, a knife or it can be a staple that bends and it has to bend like a part of a property of a staple is it has to bend and part of a property of a knife is that it better not bend. And, but that's made out of the same thing. So what's the deal? It's <laughs> fascinating. And he starts off the book. Like the book starts off like, as I stood in the train contemplating the, uh, the bleeding from what would come to, uh, be, uh, measured as a 13 centimeter knife wound. I thought about, and it was like, what? What? <laughs> yeah. I was like, is this James was Patterson? Having, was having an existential near-death moment? or Yeah, that's how the book starts off. And, and yeah. the, the writing is really good. It's like in both of these books, the writing is, in my opinion, very good. It, like, it's kind mm-hmm. of a page turner for, for a book about like porcelain and chocolate. <laughs> and he ties it back to everyday life. Uh, what was life like before stainless steel? Well, uh, people ate off of lead or uh, pewter. And you yeah, can actually... not healthy. No, it's not. It's very bad for you. Plus, you can taste it. So it, like it has a taste, stainless steel doesn't have a taste. So if you, so the, the cuisine was different because you could taste the silverware. So they would have, oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's mind blowing. It's so good. It's so good. I love this book. It's not new. I think it's from 2014. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's uh, got all kinds of awards. Absolutely hundred percent recommended. It. It's another one that's definitely going out of my gift list. Santa will be delivering a bunch of these this year for sure. Uh, yeah, so that's called Stuff Matters by Mark Miadonowick or something like that. Sorry, Mark. Uh, very good. Very good book. If you Google for Stuff Matters book, it'll come right up. Uh, or, and we'll link to it in the show notes, of course. 
see, I feel like your your gift items are more interesting than mine. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. My, mine are airing on the practical side, I think, but yours are yours are definitely on the 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 interesting, entertaining side. Uh, well, stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna change. <laughs> um. Okay. Where are we? Number. Three, right. I think. Three. No, that was number three. That was number three. Wow, we're almost done. Yeah. Uh, all right. We may have a bonus one or two. Hmm, maybe. We didn't have that crossover. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Number two. Uh, I'm going to go with my stocking stuffer. Okay. Do you remember when you had the MacBook that had the MagSafe power cord? Yes. And you could get all tangled up in it and not drag your $2,000 computer off onto the tile floor? Mm hmm. Um, one of the things I have really come to appreciate lately, especially with things like VR headsets that you you put on and your kind of outside, you know, your spatial awareness of the real world sort of disappears, Mm -hmm. um, is the, the smart and cool because there's a brand name you can trust. It's actually the brand name. That's actually the brand name, (laughs) but the quality is good. The smart and cool, uh, nylon braided. Magnetic charging data and tra- magnetic charging and data transfer cables, and they come with two tips. They come with a USB-C tip, and they come with a micro USB tip that are just just little itty bitty tiny dongles that you plug into your port, and then you have a magnetic connector on the end of the cable that connects to those. That's genius. Yeah, and then they give you a little tiny tool for removing the little tiny dongle. So. Wow. And, and the name really rolls off the tongue. Yeah, the smart and cool. <laughs> but what's the... It is smart, and I gotta admit, I do feel kind of cool when I use them. That is pretty cool. And prices range from like eight to eighteen dollars, depending on the length and how many you buy in a pack. So let me get this and, straight. And you can also buy just the little plugs, so you can use one cable with multiple devices. Exactly. So how small is the little pl- like if if I had a USB C plug? Mm-hmm. Or whatever that piece is called. Yeah. How much of it sticks out? Oh, maybe two or three millimeters. No way. So I could just yeah. leave that plugged into my phone and just magnetically exactly. attach. Oh, I love it. That is cool. It's, it's not. It so wouldn't handy. stick out so much that it would be, be problematic. No, not at all. Oh, I love that. That is cool. Yeah, you're right, though. That's pretty practical of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very practical. <laughs> You can save a save a lot of wear and tear on a on the on the plugs because you can just buy a pack of these little ends and keep them plugged into your devices. So you save wear and tear that way, and also you're not going to like drag a computer off onto the floor and destroy it. Sure. Yeah. I mean that's that's big too. And like the new, I think the new MacBooks they have a USB C port to charge. They do. They do. That they is... do. It's it's not MagSafe. Well, they are now. Well, mine is now, but <laughs> that's that is really cool because I really like that about the computers. I really like it. In fact, when they changed the design, so it was the the sort of cylindrical design that still pulled mm-hmm. the computer onto the floor. Mm-hmm. Because it, if you pulled it the right way, the it would still too strong. Yeah. Yeah, but now because it, it has to protrude a little bit, otherwise it's gonna it won't disconnect. It'll just yank yeah. the computer down anyway. And they changed it back, and then they took it off, and I'm like, God, that was mm-hmm. such a good feature. Yeah, it was. It was. So yeah. Oh, that's yeah. really there cool. Are, there are a few, there are a few different brands of these cables, but these are the ones, some of the ones that were some of the best reviewed that I found on Amazon, and they they work fine. I haven't had any issues. So. And what did you say price wise? We're talking about. Um, I'll say between eight and eighteen dollars, depending on whether you get like a th- a three pack or a three foot or five foot or that, that sort of thing. Mm. So check like check a, this out. Like, on a, the, like a okay. No, go ahead. I just should say like a like a three uh, three pack of the five foot cables will run you like eighteen bucks, and they're nylon braided. Mm-hmm. So okay, so I went into Target recently because we have we have like outlets in the kitchen that are just for USB. It's like a regular electrical outlet we replaced with like a USB thing, so yeah. it has four USB ports, so we can keep our our stuff charged because we have so much stuff. It's right. like you know three iPads, a bunch of old mm-hmm. iPhones that the kids use. I mean, there's just tons of them mm-hmm. and we're constantly switching them because the kids are like, Oh, my the battery's dead. And it's like, well, plug it in. And they never do. Right. So at the, it's like at the end of the night, I collect them and plug some in or whatever. So I, I go to target. And so normally you get, like you can get cheap, junky white or black USB cords, they're just, but they look like they're gross looking, you know, they get dirty. It's just this white thing. It attracts a lot of attention 
Uh, I don't know. It doesn't look good. We haven't come up with a good cord solution. We've tried a million of them. None of them really suit our needs. Uh, so I was like, well, let's just get nice cords, like nice looking cords with those sort of kind of braided Christmas colors or whatever. Right. You know, because right. tis the season. So we go in. They're like 25 bucks each for a four foot cord. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. No, I have I have a custom one here that I ordered for my keyboard that I think I paid $25 for. It's It's three foot long and pink. Yeah, but you know, and like so, this like if the, I'm going to be mad if these don't last, like because that's the other thing. The kids are really hard on them. They'll right. grab they'll grab the wire in the middle and like yank it out of the. It doesn't matter how many times I'm like, please <laughs> stop doing that. Grab the plug, yeah. But if these magnetic things, do they have lightning ones? Oh, uh, yeah. In fact, I was wrong. It's not USB C. Um, I maybe that maybe a different one that I have that's USB C. The one that these or these particular ones that I'm looking at come with a micro USB connector and a lightning connector. Cool. That's better. That's even better. Yeah. I mean, USB-C is what I use on my Android phone, but the but the lightning connector is the important one. Jeez, uh, I wish I hadn't just spent 60 bucks on wires for my kitchen. Uh, but uh, I love this. I love this idea. Uh, okay. Jeez, this is going to be anticlimactic, uh, but here we go. Number one. That's starting to get back into the swing of things. Um, there you go. So number one, this is what I thought you were going to say, so I was hoping you were going to talk about it. Oh, um, and you can stop me if you're afraid <clears throat> the wrong people might hear this. Oh no, those those people do not listen to this podcast. Okay. I thought about putting that on the podcast mm-hmm. or on my list, but since I haven't actually used it yet, yeah. Well, so I still I decided feel like, to hold off. Yeah, and I agree with that thinking. I did uh, get one of these cables for it, though. Oh, God, God, that God. way, you can use it while it's charging. And not worry about destroying the computer it's plugged into. Right. So, dear listener, in case you're wondering what we're talking about, it's the Oculus Go. So, you definitely know more about this. this. Yeah, yeah, it's a go for it. Yeah, my, my caveat to this is that the Oculus Quest is coming out in the spring. Yeah, and well. Yeah. And what the is Quest that? Is, the, the Quest is supposed to, the, the, the Go does... Um, three degrees of freedom in that it has no spatial awareness of where you are in the room. The quest will. Mm. So you'll get the full, the, the full um, range of motion and sort of spatial awareness VR experience that you would get with a more expensive headset like the Oculus Rift or the HTC Vive. Okay. But so it's also going to be $400 as opposed to 250 okay. or 200 Okay, cool. So sell us on the, what are the, what are the core? Cause you, you guys are so much more, like expert at all of these things and like this like i want to say subtle differences but it's not subtle differences it's the non-obvious differences so mm-hmm. to me like uh, sort of um you know i'm, I'm going to get one of these things just because my vr experience so far has all been phone-based stuff right and I, so i kind of feel like i have never even seen it really so i want to get one of these the price it for the for the entry level one that has you, do you remember the different prices and the different storage sizes 32, 32 gigs for 199 and 64 gigs for 250 or 249. Okay. And what what's the significance of the onboard storage? Like why does that matter? Same reason you as phones. Twi- you get twice as many gigs for <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> more more <laughs> more more storage for movies and games. Movie and games, yeah. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all it boils down to. Okay. Cuz you can put you can put more stuff on it before you have to take stuff off to put other stuff on. <laughs> yeah, so just like a phone. Convenience, yeah. Um, okay, so what? And and it's the is the Vive wireless? It is, but it's a fun. That's no. A, it, no, it's not. No, it's not. Okay. No. So this is the first wireless one. This is the first. This is the first wireless. Well, this is wireless, but it's all self-contained in the headset. You don't get the processing power for the for the more advanced and more processor intensive games and things that you get with a wired one that is connected to a computer where you have a much larger computer doing all of your processing power for you. The processing power you're going to get on the go is going to be a pretty much equivalent to what you're getting with other phone based VR, but the experience is going to be the viewing experience is going to be better because it's not a rectangular phone shoved into a headset and it's got um, speakers built in to the headset and it's just your, your viewing experience is just going to be better and lighter weight and, and more comfortable and, and that sort of thing. Mm. And it, and it does have the controller, which 
unless you buy separately, you and are able to pair, and the apps that you're using happen to work with it, you don't. You're not going to have with phone-based VR. Hmm. Okay. So when you say three degrees of freedom, you're basically talking about a gyroscope, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like you have, you have movement on the x-axis on the y-axis and the z-axis what you don't have is spatial awareness of the room around you it's like for instance and and you don't have i don't believe it does it doesn't do motion tracking on the controller okay so it's basically like click right click pull trigger yeah but i don't believe it's a i believe it has some buttons and also a touchpad Okay, so it's a little like little Xboxy, half an Xbox controller. Yeah, and you can also you can also pair an Xbox controller with it hmm. if you wanted to use that. That's interesting. So, what are we what are we talking about in terms of games or like applications that are available for it currently? Like, let's say I get all excited, I like the idea, the mm-hmm. price point's right, I finally want to get a real one. I get it. Well, I pull it out of the box. I'm like, what's the first thing I do? What's the first thing you do? Every game that's out right now that's already out and compatible with the Samsung Gear VR is going to work with the Go. What sorts of things does that include? Is it like Steam? Like I could like anything you could get on Steam. I could. I could. Um, there's there's a lot of crossover. Um, I haven't looked into the library too much. Most of the games run around ten bucks. They're not as involved as like I said. They're not as involved as things you'll get with a with a, a full high powered VR headset. Um, but there there are things like. Uh, I mean, I've seen some escape room type stuff, some RPG mm-hmm. type stuff, some first person shooter type stuff, th- that sort of thing. Mm. Um, I have read from many reviews that where the go really shines is for the experience of consuming media. Like, for instance, while well, watching like 180 or 360 videos on YouTube sure, or watching yeah. watching movies on Netflix a Netflix app that basically you're, you're, you put the headset on and you're, you're seated in a movie theater and mm-hmm. your Netflix movie plays on the big screen in front of you. Yeah. And I believe if you have multiple people, then they can sit in the theater with you and you can watch movies together. Yeah. It's pretty cool. <laughs> and and would, that makes I, sense. Yeah, go ahead. I, I was just thinking, like, I have a couple of friends that I, that I do long distance movie nights with. It would be cool if we, if like, if everyone had one of these, mm. it would make, it would make the movie night experience a lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, and this this is to me this is not surprising to hear because it feels like the direction that that Facebook would want to go right with this. So like, you know, they spent a lot of money, maybe not for them, but you know, they did spend a significant amount of money. I think it was like 2 billion dollars to acquire Oculus. And uh like why? And then the early demos mm-hmm. were all uh, kind of like social chat room type chat, of applications. Chat room, yeah. Yeah, and the Go does have that. Mm. Which is, you know, I, for a long time, I'm very, very off of Facebook now. I use mm-hmm. Instagram a teeny bit, but it's mostly just a broadca- place where I broadcast photos that I want to share. Yeah. But I don't, I'm not on it. You know what I mean? Like I don't, I'm a little bit, I'm just not, I don't know, whatever. I'm just over it. It's like too much of a time suck. And, I, but I can see, but for a long time, it was my, it was a phone replacement, not because I talked on it, but because it was the one place where I knew how to get in touch with people in my family. Cause I was like, I'd have, I, it'd be so far in between phone calls with like whatever, my brother-in-law, I don't even know what his number is. I've got five numbers in here. I know he's changed jobs. I know he's changed cell phones. I don't even know which one of these to call or text. <laughs> so if I text him and he doesn't get back to me, did I text the wrong number? Did I text the wrong person? Cause a new person has that phone right. number. Did I send that like like bad joke to, <laughs> to like, some lady, you know, in the same area code that now has his old phone number? So it was just like, I'm not going to do that. But I know that it's him on Facebook or whoever it might be. So for a real long time, it was like the one reliable way. Right. Just open up Facebook Messenger. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's really easy to imagine. Um. Like we were talking, I think before the show about Discord. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to imagine, like these gamer chat rooms th- that are, that, you know, they're about to go into a game that's VR enabled, so they're going to have the headset on anyway. It's really easy to imagine uh, this as like um, the new phone, like the new conference yeah. call anyway. Yeah, have your have your voice chat in your game, and then tap a button to flip over to the VR room that you're all in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I you're all you're all sitting in the VR room watching someone else playing, watching one of you play the game. Mm-hmm. 
Right. That'd be cool. Yeah. Like, so, and I'm thinking like, hmm, who owns Twitch now? Yeah. It's Amazon? Not, yeah, Amazon. But it, it, it's like, I was like, oh my God, did, did, did Facebook buy Twitch? Oh no, it was Amazon. Mm-hmm. So it's honestly, imagine, oh man, that actually sounds like fun. Like, yeah, it um, does. Imagine like if, you could, if you could sit in a virtual room with other people watching on a big screen, someone play a game. Yeah, esports on a, a VR game. Yeah, a VR headset would be super fun. That would be. Oh man, I wonder. I want to do that now. <laughs> yeah, right. That would be super fun. And like the idea, of like yeah, I guess I'm kind of good for real sports too. And who cares about real sports? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then of course, of course, there's like all the like like 360 videos out there. I don't know if there's really. The problem with 360 video is you have to keep turning around. Yeah, yeah, I've heard a lot of a lot of people and actually a lot of content producers say that they're trending more toward the 180 video. Mhm. So you can just turn your because head. Because it's easier to keep track of, but you you still get a better viewing experience, but you can keep track of everything. Yeah, it's like crazy it's like widescreen, yeah. right? More like um yeah. IMAX kind of. Right. It's kind of like just being in a room, just like just being in the room with something without having to worry about stuff going on behind you. Yeah. Cause you feel there's, I see it. There's two ways I see it. One is that when you, if you do go full 360 or like sphere, basically, mm-hmm. uh, you can keep watching the same thing over and over and get a different experience every time. Yeah. So for certain things, it might be really interesting, you know, where like a very complex situation where, where there's chaos like going on everywhere um watching a news report of some major disaster <laughs> yeah where right right or like you know a hurricane we're in we're, you know we're at mm-hmm. the site of this you know whatever yeah or a nature disaster. documentary or right you yeah. can you can you you get to decide what gets looked at you don't get to decide where mm-hmm. you're standing at least not so as you get f- to decide what you're looking at you get to decide where to look so the camera kind of walks around uh you know, through the zoo or whatever it is. And you can look all over the place, almost like you're on a, on like a tram or like a duck mm-hmm. boat in Boston. You're like, Oh, you're going through Boston on the duck boat and you can look wherever you want. And a, a guide would say, Oh, if you look over to your left, you'll see the Prudential tower or, you and know, you can choose to look or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I just, it, that feels like a, like um, less, I mean, there's, there's still someone directing your attention. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for, from a journalism standpoint, or maybe even from a police work standpoint, I think the idea of 360 cameras is super interesting. Yeah. And I think it's really good from like, for an educational standpoint, like say if you could take a, take your group of students and take them on a tour of the Roman Coliseum. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I've heard said, and this is going way back, but there's a documentary fellow whose name I don't, I'm never going to remember, but I'll put it in the show notes, who was very bullish on 360 uh, video capture because when you view it, it puts you there. Like it it crosses Mm -hmm. this chasm of, it gets you to the other side of the uncanny value. It puts you there. Like, like you feel the, you feel like you're there. So all of the all of the uh, sort of lizard brain um, chemicals get released. PTSD from watching a VR video. Yeah, you're just like scared to death. Like, yeah. you're, like you're like, wow. Or, or just, this is so bleak. I can't imagine. Everywhere I look, it's just, just garbage. I can see it. Yeah, you can, you feel like you're there. Yeah. And for, for something like, you know, the Red Cross or, um, oh, I'm trying to think of, uh, like UNICEF or like a big charity that's mm-hmm. trying to like deliver aid to either a particular region or, you know, maybe there was a hurricane. Like I never saw what it was like after uh, like New Orleans got almost wiped right. off the map. Like <clears throat> I, right. I used we, to, like we had a, we had a tornado come through here a few years ago and completely wiped out a town, maybe like a half hour over from us. Mm. And it was just, I, I, I can't describe it. It was, it was wild. Yeah, it's like it's, it's like, like surreal. Like stuff was just gone. Yeah, it was it was yeah, it was. It was very surreal. Like you you just can't like there's a good chunk of your brain that just doesn't want to believe it. Mhm. Right. It's like all the reports you'd hear from from uh, the fires in California where people would, mm-hmm. people would say stuff and like the, the words basically fail. They're like but it's just gone. Like everything's gone and you're like okay, mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, but it's not causing my heart to race, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you if you like 
you know, I, I have seen some things where they'll take like a satellite image pre and post like tidal wave or something. And you're like, mm-hmm. holy moly. So I could imagine like a, a pre and post, you know, like Google Street View. Oh, here's downtown, whatever. Here's downtown. Before and pa- after, yeah. Downtown paradise. It's different, <laughs> yeah. different when you're like stuck in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You look around and now like, now like this area of civilization has turned into like a barren wilderness or like a moonscape. Like, yeah, and to me the biggest thing, the, to me the biggest thing about VR, and and things like that is you don't just see the full 360 degree version of it, you see it at scale. Like it's not looking at a picture on a tiny screen. You see it at the scale it's supposed to be. Oh, that's really interesting. And that makes a huge difference. I wonder if my nearsightedness is going to be a problem with this. I mean, far, I mean farsightedness. Like I, oh, farsight. I, I, I don't yeah. know. You can get prescription lens inserts for the for the mm. go. Oh man, that's going to be. And supposedly you can wear glasses with it too. So you yeah. don't wear glasses though, do you? No, I don't. In fact, last night I put, I grabbed a pair of reading glasses to like, mm-hmm. like I can read okay. Uh, and that is, it's really not great though. And I put on these reading glasses, instant headache, instantaneous. Oh. Within 10 seconds I had a crushing headache. Oh wow. Yeah. Which is why I stopped wearing glasses in the first place and got LASIK. But that mm-hmm. was, I was nearsighted. Then I got LASIK. Now I'm farsighted. Now you're farsighted. Yeah. But as you get older, you lose your reading vision anyway. So I was like, right. oh, man, I can't. So I wonder if that'll be, I wonder if, or if it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's binocular, right? It's like two. Mm-hmm. So it might not matter. So they tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it might not matter. We'll see. We'll yeah. see what happens. But, oh man. So now, like, throw into this just for just for giggles, since this is TRD. Mm-hmm. Take the idea of 360, add in drones, and you're piloting the thing. Oh. <laughs> right? Like, oh, wow. You, so you get a drone with a 360 camera a on it. A drone with a 360 camera that you're you flying around. You can yeah. decide where you're standing. You're, sta- you're moving around with, like, you know, WASD, basically motion. And just like Minecraft, WASD mm-hmm. plus up and down. You know, you can fly, creative mode, you can fly. Yeah. So now you can fly, you can look wherever you want, and you can go to the aftermath of a nuclear meltdown. Not that that really happens anymore, knock on wood. So yeah. I just started to say, I've flown around in, in VR Minecraft. What? And, and even I've flown around in VR Minecraft. Oh, oh, oh. What's that yeah. feel like? Uh, even even though it's Minecraft and everything's a cube, mm. it's still pretty wild. Like, I've, I've almost thrown like up I, from Cooper flying like like way 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 up into the stratosphere and yeah. like all the ground disappearing i get like almost not quite vertigo but almost like dude i'm gonna puke like you need to get back down yeah i put the vr headset on once and loaded up minecraft and jumped off a cliff and i had regrets He's right almost i believe it i believe it i believe it it's scary yeah and we're talking about like watching it uh, probably on an iPad. No, no, it was probably on a computer. It's probably on a computer. But I get, I get like freaked out. Like when you can't tell where the ground is, mm-hmm. you can't tell if you're going up or down. Oh, dude. My my field of vision is so narrow that I can look at a large computer monitor and I can jump off of something tall in a game and I'll get that sensation that I'm falling. Wow, wow. Now I want it. Yeah. I, I definitely, I'm definitely buying this. This will be a birthday present to myself. <laughs> <laughs> oh fun oh well, i thought that was gonna be a boring number one but that actually turned out pretty good i, I actually I did hope, yeah i hope that was fun for the i hope it was good for you dear listener <laughs> it was good for me was it good for you <laughs> oh that's so 70s i had another one but we ended that on such a good note i almost don't know if it's it, it would be anticlimactic if we did a number zero all right well so let's let's end it here and dear listener if you want to keep listening you can the bonus content at the end at the after the after the music <laughs> exactly all right that's it for this week i'm jonathan stark and i'm kelly shaver and we hope you join us again next time for terrifying robot dog bye bye welcome to the bonus content section <laughs> <laughs> i can't get my casey back no you can't you uh, lost, i almost want to practice it you need to like channel your inner case i'm right <laughs> Cool. So what's what's you number need to, zero? You need to listen to some American Top Forty. Right, that is true. Yeah, number zero is the the thing I want most for Christmas that I know no one is going to get me. Hmm. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, because I have been told by Richard I'm not getting that for you. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> and I think he means it. It's not just joking. Because I didn't put it on my list until after he'd done his other shopping. And uh, now the budget's gone. <laughs> mm, mm, that's problematic. Uh, that's, that's, that's the, the Hue- Hueon Canvas Pro 12. Uh, Another one that rolls dis- off the tongue. Display. Yes. Yes. It's, it's a, it is a digital pin display, which is basically like a touchscreen monitor, but works with the pin. And it has like 8,000 levels of pressure sensitivity. It's, it's for arting. Hmm. And Kira has the 21-inch version of this. And it's amazing. That was her big Christmas gift last year. Oh. And they've just, recent, they've just recently come out with a 12-inch one. And it has an 11.6-inch display and then a touch bar on the side for controls and things and I want the small one and it's it's about the size of a like an iPad Pro I guess uh-huh. Maybe, but more of a more of a widescreen sort of ratio oh this might be a good Cooper present it, what does it do mm. like can you um, I mean a, I understand what it does sorry that was a dumb question like does okay. it does it how does it interact with the rest of the digital landscape like can you export it as like I don't know EPS or like whatever like a Oh no! It it connects to your computer. It doesn't have the graphic software built into it. It connects to your computer, and then you use Photoshop. Oh, gotcha. Or, or what have you? But can you can you configure it to use other Adobe applications? Do you know? Yeah, yeah. It, it supports a, oh. a myriad of Done deal. applications. Price, what's the price? Two seventy eight. Done deal. Yeah. Two seventy nine. Yeah, we've been look. We couldn't figure out anything to buy for Cooper. This is definitely going to be it. Don't Cooper, if oh, you're yeah, listening to this, this is not true. Stop. We're definitely lying, and Santa still exists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh i'm so glad you i'm so glad we did this bonus content oh yeah yeah number zero was worth it and cl- it works with a mac yes oh uh, this is definite and how what is it like usb uh or yes, wireless is. okay cool yes usb and is it how does it power uh through that usb all right so you don't have to like keep it charged or whatever you just plug it in it's fine yeah no, just plug it in it's fine so it's kind of like uh but but it's a screen Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a Wacom tablet, but with your writing on the screen, it's not like this exactly. abstraction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And actually Wacom makes some that are exactly like this, the, the Wacom Cintiq, but they're pricier. They're quite a bit more expensive. And Hueon is just from, from our experience using it with Kira's is it's, you know, it's excellent. Oh, so this is a, so I'm, as soon as we hang up, I'm buying this. Awesome. <laughs> Love it. Get two, send one my way. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. If he doesn't like it, I'll send it to you. If he doesn't use it, I know he'll like it, but if he doesn't use yeah, it, I'm, I'm probably going to, gonna, I'm probably going to get one in January. There you go. And if it turns out Richard's not lying to me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I will send you the link. I'll send you the link for all of these for the show notes, but yeah. Cool beans. Um, yeah. It, comes, it comes with a, it comes with a stand, but it's also small enough and light enough that you can take it off the stand and just hold it. But it, it's it's useless you, so. unless it's plugged into a computer, right? Correct. Okay, I, I kind of like that because then it won't get lost. He can just like leave right. it next to his computer. Right. Hmm. Yeah. If we were gonna do if we were gonna do a negative one and mm-hmm. anti pick, oh man, the base no, the anti the anti pick the base level iMac is a piece of garbage. You know, I think maybe there's something wrong with your base level iMac because we have a base level iMac from like 2012 and it still performs great i don't know I, I don't know maybe it could be i should take it to the i don't know i should take it in yeah. or something it is garbage i am talking or about maybe you're just doing stuff radically different from what we're trying to do no no no, no. like like f- clean the the day we like inst- open like took it out of the box plugged it in installed chrome five minutes to launch it yeah there's something wrong with that computer. yeah i think so too but yeah, I've I waited don't. so long, I probably can't do anything about it. Yeah, I think your problem there is a, a hardware problem with that computer. Yeah, probably right. It, it's bizarrely bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's weird. Mm. Maybe I'll... It's just, oh God, the idea of going to our local mall with that computer under my arm is just like so distasteful. I'd rather just like buy a, a new one. Like a week and a half before Christmas? Ugh. I mean, we got it for him last Christmas, so it's probably been about right. a year. Do it. Do it before the warranty... Of, runs out mm, i just want to throw it out the window and buy a new one yeah but here's really the thing i don't want to buy a new one until i'm sure there's something wrong with this one so it's right, like you don't want to get you don't want to have the exact same experience right and he wants a windows machine in the worst way mm. because windows supports so many more games and stuff you like just get him a windows machine i can't i cannot do that because then i'm going to be a windows it guy at our house and i don't know anything about it nor do you want to. Nor do I want to. And it's like, oh, no. 
it's kind of like he wants to get a cat and I'm like, we can have a cat, but we can't have a litter box. If I know there's a litter box in this house, that's a problem. So if you want to hide it, take care of it. And I never know about it. We can have a cat. It's the exact same thing with windows. If you want, (laughs) if you want it and I never have to clean the litter box of the windows computer. Right. That's fine. That's fine. That's an excellent metaphor. (laughs) I don't want to have to clean the poop out of this operating system for you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to smell the pee. Like here it is. You wanted it. It's all on you. It's your responsibility. You have to feed it and take care of it. We will never speak of this again here. Yeah. But I just know that's unreal. Both, both examples are totally unrealistic. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The worst part is I'll probably love the cat and be like, mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, Richard and our Richard and, and, and my cat have finally bonded. After it, it took nine years, but it happened. The cat sleeps on top of him every night. <laughs> curls up next to him to watch movies, like when he's playing or when he's playing games. Mm. And and he's he admitted the other day that he has become rather attached to the cat. Wow. That's yeah. huge. But the cat has mellowed out. He consistently uses his litter box. He doesn't slam doors anymore. So, you know, wow. all of all of the all of the cat's little annoying behaviors have gone away over the years too. So Yeah, you haven't heard him knocking on the door often like in a long time no, on the I podcast. Haven't. No. No. It's because he's probably in the other room laying on Richard. <laughs> Finally. Cool. All right. So maybe this will be the real ending? Uh yeah, it could be. All right. See you later, dear listener. <laughs> bye again happy holidays jingle 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 yes